Welcome to the Real Estate Gold Crushers podcast with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. Get ready to propel your business forward with meaningful tips, insight, and advice from the biggest names in the industry. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. It is Laurie Reader, and I'm super excited to bring another amazing guest to Table Talk. For all of you that are watching, or you'll watch it on our podcast, which you can see just about anywhere, Table Talk was born. I can't believe it now. It's been about a year and a half. And Table Talk was born because I myself, as a young real estate agent a very long time ago, decided that the only way I was going to learn, the only way I was going to move my business forward was to surround myself with amazing mentors. So I was that person chasing experienced realtors around, getting them to teach me. And so this is my gift to all of you to help you. So without further ado, today, my dear friend, someone who she kind of knows this and kind of doesn't know this, but I absolutely adore this lady. I have been watching her, not just professionally, but personally. You can tell that she's just a straight badass, and a lot of it has to do with the way she conducts her personal life, which shows up in her professional life. So I want to introduce Vic DeCaro. She is amazing out of the Northern Virginia area. So I want to welcome you to Table Talk. Thank you for having me, Lori. You're so sweet. And uh, that was such a kind intro. I'm so happy and honored to be here. Well, it comes straight from the heart. Um, You and I got super lucky. We met each other through the Zillow Advisory Board. John Sheplock's coaching and all kinds of conferences. And one of the things that I so admired about you and still admire is that no matter where I was, no matter if it was a big conference or a small conference, I always take note, like who's showing up, right? Who really wants to build their business? And you and I sat together in an airport. I don't know if you remember this or not. And you were so inspired at the meeting we had just come from. And I could see like the twinkle in your eye, like she's about to blow up. So I'm excited for you. Your success has been amazing. Um, I know that you went and joined EXP. You took your current team and what an incredible decision that was because honestly, like you are just flourishing. (laughs) So I would love if you would just share with us a little bit, tell us about your team, the makeup of your team and what you guys focus on. Sure. Well, thank you again for that uh, sweet intro. Um, yeah, I mean, what a what a big uh, shift and change a few years ago. Where you know I've always been um, of the mindset that you know the only way to grow is to be around other people, big thinkers, people that are um, well uh, farther ahead than you. And um, for a while there, I was in in an environment here locally where I was uh, at a smaller brokerage. It was my brother's company and had a great run there, almost 20 years there. And um, yeah, it it was amazing, learned a lot. And um, I was considered the um, big fish in a small pond, right? So I was the one that agents were going to. um, And it it got to a point where I was like, wow, you know, I'm not really learning. I'm helping others, which I love doing, but I didn't feel like I was um, really learning anything new that I could advance or help my team. And so at that point, um, we were a pretty small team about, uh, we had four agents um, on the team and um, we had an admin support uh, person. And I was kind of stuck, not stuck, but like kind of at that number of 38 to 40 million, which, you know, in our business is not bad. So that's why for a while there I was getting comfortable, right? Thinking at that number, 
it's a, a number that I was proud of and my team was proud of, but I felt like I could do more. And I'd see people right. like you, I'd see other, you know, uh, badass women out there with their teams growing and all these other um, guys that are meeting at conferences. And I'm like, wow, they're really growing. And, you know, what's the big differentiator? And the big differentiator was that I um, was like being in kind of the environment where everybody was coming to me. So I was like, I need to go somewhere where there are people way ahead of me that I can learn from. And that's why our team made that switch over to EXP, right? So then when we got over there, um, I had this whole great group of people in addition to the people that I met at the Zillow conferences like you, you know, um, and and John Chaplek's event. I mean, talk about amazing, you know, industry leaders, business leaders, bigger thinkers, and just the little issues that I was having. I was amazed that they were also having that same issue, but at a higher level. Right. Right. So, right. so learning from that group of people and um, being able to bring that back, we then added more agents to the team. So John's always telling us, right, like always be recruiting. And I um, he helped me change my mindset in that it wasn't about building such a elite group that you were actually excluding people. That's what he was saying. Like y- you think you're trying to help other people. But when you do that and you're saying that you're making it harder for people to come into your circle and you're making it harder for you actually to grow. So I was like, that's weird. It's, you know, counterintuitive from what I was thinking. So I was like, okay, right. so put the message out there, let people know, and, and then bring them in. So anyway, so fast forward to um, being a part of EXP. Of course, they're always talking about help other, bring people in. And when you help other people, you're helping yourself and you grow as well. So that right. really aligns together with that message. And um, so we grew our team. We got to 13. So we're at 13 um, with heavy support, though. We have uh, really about um, helping clients at the highest level. And in order to do that, we have a very high um, service, uh, you know, backing, we have um, admin support for our um, agents so that they can be out there with clients. But then once they do what they need to do, the back end basically takes care of all of the transaction coordination and servicing for our clients. So that's a little bit of makeup. (laughs) No, I love it. And like something that you said that I really heard loud and clear is that you took a risk and left your comfort zone. That could not have been easy. Right. You were working, you said, with your family and with a family member and you took a risk. You knew that you wanted to build something big. You have to have energy. You have to have money. You have to have commitment. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And the other thing that you said that really resonated with me is that you care deeply. And this is, you know, you and I are on the same wavelength for this. It's all about that customer experience and the agent experience. It's yes. both for us and I know it's both for you. And so you're investing in your business. You have heavy support so that regardless of transaction count, everybody leaves with a good experience. That is not easy to do. Kudos to you for taking that chance. A lot of people won't, right? Big fish, small pond. I've been there, done that, you know, working in an office where I'm the big shot. Trust me, I get it and it doesn't move you forward. And when you can make the decision that you're going to be brave enough to move on. It's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And And, I love that you did it. And and you know, it wasn't um, easy. John will tell you like it was, I left in December, 2019, started over at EXP and was super excited. But then like a month in, I was like, oh man, what did I do? You know, like you get that, all those things that's coming. And I went to his event in Nashville. And when I was there around way bigger um, producers than myself and team leaders that had huge teams, I left there feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm out of place and really felt like the imposter syndrome and all of that. 
But, um, you know, but I still kept at it and, you know, seeing people like you and being so helpful and um, inspiring us and sharing things like this was like, you know what, if I keep watching this and keep following the path and just trusting the process, it, it'll be okay. And John kept saying, show up, just keep showing up. I mean, keep everybody, showing up. Yeah, everybody and felt when, the same way. That's what he said. Right, I'm like, so, and when you're, when you're in a room and you feel like, hey, I don't belong here. Listen, the first time I went to one of John's meetings, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going in the back of the room. I don't fit in. These are like the real people. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I was quickly reminded that the most uncomfortable that you get the more you will break through and you will succeed. So anybody who's watching Table Talk today, if what you're doing is super comfortable and super easy, it's time to do something that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the win and the gold come from the mess, not from perfection. Right. So I think that's a big thing that you just mentioned. Honestly, a lot of people are, it's scary. It is scary to come into a room. I mean. You and I know when we go to one of those meetings, I mean, a thousand units, like they're all doing a thousand units, like it's nothing, yeah. but it's not nothing. Yeah. It is really hard, but yeah. it can be done. And I think that that terrible feeling of, do I deserve to be here? I don't fit in. You know, these guys are way bigger than me. I felt like that for years. Mm -hmm. And then finally I was like, oh my gosh, I actually fit in here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know who Ben Kinney is. And yeah. when, when, when I met Ben Kinney years, going years back, I, I had the pleasure of actually going to his house for a weekend with my group. It was amazing. And he had done a thousand transactions that year. Oh, and wow. to me, he was like the God of real estate. <laughs> and he took me aside one day while we were there. And he said, a thousand transactions will be nothing for you. Just watch and see, wow. get in every room. Don't care what anybody else thinks. If you feel uncomfortable, get in the room. So it's those opportunities that change us. Um, I got a couple of really great questions for you uh, mm -hmm. that I know a lot of people can learn from. What basically inspires you? If you were to simplify it, what inspires Vic Takara? Um, oh my gosh, there's there's so many things, right? Like, you know, I'm high energy. There's so many things that inspire me. But one of uh, the biggest things is that I really do want to be able to make a positive impact on people. And um Sometimes I get emotional thinking about it too. That's okay. What does that mean to you? A positive impact on people? Because this is where you and I are like total kindred, kindred spirits. Like it's, we're the same. What is it, what does it feel like? And what does it mean to you? Um, so kind of what we talked about where someone might be uncomfortable or they're in a situation where they might need help, but they don't know what kind of help they need. Um, and if I could give them some type of encouragement or give them a path or some type of opportunity, that's going to change that course of maybe um, being able for them to provide for their families. So in terms of opportunities for work, you know, or let's just say it's a word, a word of encouragement where they weren't going to do something, but because they didn't believe in themselves yes. and on something that I might've said or posted or, you know, did that made them right. just, you know what, I'm going to go for it. That I love that. Inspires me. I love it. I call that the lunchroom syndrome. Right. I was that kid. I guarantee you were the kid in the lunchroom where there was the one kid sitting alone and no one was talking to them or helping them. And you were like, hey, come sit with us. And I, I want people to know that people like you at your level, you are inviting everyone to come sit with you. They don't need to accomplish anything except wanting it, committing to it and being consistent. And you will allow them into your circle because you want to help them.
And I think people are afraid, which is a big thing I talk about on Table Talk, is that someone at your level, you want to be approached. You want people to say, hey, Bic, look, I'm stuck. I need help. Can you give me direction? Hey, you know, I'm at this many transactions. How do I break through? So I have goosebumps all over me because I I just love that about you. I love that about you. you. Well, to follow up on that too real quick is that like, I I think it inspires me because I also want to be that example for my kids, right? I want them to be able to do that. And so it's, it's just kind of snowballed into it. And um, yeah, right. Like when I was younger, I was always uh, friends with a lot of groups of people because I felt like you know, you don't have to just pick one group, one type or whatever. And so it just kind of transferred through. And um, now I'm seeing it at, at um, work, right? So I'm yeah. doing it here and just in general. So yeah. And your most important audience are kids, right? Yeah. Because they are who we are inspiring. And yeah, I, I check myself, everything I do, is it okay if my kids watch me do this? What would they think and feel? Now, my kids are older. My kids are 27 and 30. I still feel that way. Will they be proud of what I'm doing? Would this inspire them? Would they maybe do it? So I love that. I love that. Um, What is the single most important practice? And it can be simple. I don't, whatever you think that you've implemented into your business. Just one maybe practice that you're really committed to that's not negotiable. Oh gosh. Um, one, there's so many different things, but I would say one practice that I've committed to that you, you mean that's helped the business grow. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Or, something, okay. something that you, you do maybe daily, weekly, and it's really made a difference in your business. Okay. So I think that the preparations and planning, like with the calendar and really being mindful of my time has been a big thing for me because I'm that yes person, I'll do, you know, I always want to say yes to everything and I want to overbook myself and really just, um, you know, do things on the fly. And I think that now um, as we build the team and have more and more people coming on and people needing my time, and of course also having that time for family and rest time, right? Like I was the person that said, Hey, I don't need rest. I can rest later. I don't need to sleep, but you know, (laughs) your health is your wealth, right? You have to take care of yourself. So I think the thing is really planning, um, in advance all of my days my weeks and months and um you i mean great example you know this interview you had asked me about it for a while ago and and it was like hey you were booked well in advance and here's my date you know so so i think that planning ahead and having that um schedule allows you to be able to actually do more and also get the rest and the things that you need to do to um have self care so i I love that change for me Mm -hmm. and that's huge it's really big it's um I think a lot of us, especially when we're starting out our families for all of us younger moms, um, we we believe it's okay, you know, no sleeping, just grinding. And yes, your your health is your wealth. Boy, do we know that. So the reason I asked you for the one thing, and I think you just gave us such an amazing tip is because people who will watch this, whether they're new in the business, thinking of getting in the business or older in the business, it's one little two millimeter shift like that, where they stop, put their feet down, and really look at the schedule. You know, I personally want to, when we're doing planning, I want everybody to put in their personal stuff first, right? You know, making sure your gym time, doctor appointments, family time, vacations, whatever it is personally, and then build your business around that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially if you're saying the audience are newer agents or even experienced, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you don't put it in your calendar, you know it happens. And it just no. doesn't happen. And so, yeah. Yeah, 
it, it really doesn't. And I think people, I, I was that woman like you was like, I can do everything. I got it all, you know, but that you and I both know that doesn't last forever. So yeah. being prepared and taking time to sit down and do your calendar. I till this until this day. Now, every single Sunday, I am reviewing the entire week. Every oh. Sunday I'm reviewing that week and I'm thinking, Hey, you know, maybe do I need to tweak this a little bit? Am I missing some personal items? Do I need more time for work? I'm really looking at it. It's so worth the time. Um, what would be your best advice you would give to a real estate agent in today's climate? What's happening in our, in our, on in our industry? What would be your advice? Um, for so, are we talking about experience or just you know, any experience? It's kind of interesting. Um, I used to break it down. I would say, you know, hey, what would you say to an agent who's breaking into the business? And then I had many people who are really experienced saying to me, hey, what advice would you give to someone who's been doing this ten years? Because honestly, what we're doing now and what it's looked like, what it's looking like now, is very different from even two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I think anybody could use any advice. Yeah. at any point in in the uh, in their career sure okay so i guess that if i had the one thing um uh, is is really uh putting yourself in that environment no matter where you are right so like here we are talking about this and you know who knew a few years ago that Lori would want to invite me and interview me you know that's that's uh you know yeah. such an honor um but it's really because i put myself in those rooms because i uh, took the risk and paid and invested in myself and went to these conferences and you know you really just have to invest in yourself and like you said if it's uncomfortable go there anyway if it's uncomfortable because you know it costs you know you hear a lot of stories about people even at these events that said you know I down to my last dollar or whatever I barely can pay my bill but I'm investing myself and I'm here for it and then what they took from there they took action and then it grew and you know they were able to then uh, make a difference in their their own lives and so it's putting yourselves in those rooms and then once you're there really tapping into it and then whatever you get from there pick three things you can't do everything because you're going to go in there and it's like oh my gosh too much stuff you're going to leave feeling overwhelmed pick but pick three things that you can actually take action on and go back and do it because i, I think that. the hardest thing is people just have all this stuff but they don't take action and they're like well i was at that conference with everybody else how come they're all growing and i'm not you have to ask yourself, did you go back and break it down to smaller chunks? That's, um, you know, something that you can actually do instead of get overwhelmed. So, yeah. So invest in yourself. That's massive. I wish more people would invest in themselves because it will pay off a hundred times. You know, I, I like you, you know, having amazing coaches and, you know, attending conferences, it's expensive, but is it, but is it expensive? Because when you get into a room at a conference and you hear, Let's give him a shout out. You hear someone like Daniel Beer, who just spews information and you take it back and implement one thing. Yeah. To me, it wasn't expensive. No. So, and I, but I don't think people, unless we say, listen, this is what you need to go do. They don't think about that. And it's having not, sometimes not just one coach, sometimes it's multiple coaches. Right. So I'm big on investing in myself, have done it for years, have spent a fortune on all of that and i believe that it was a very good very very solid investment so thanks for sharing that um that is not one that i've had people say so i'm grateful that you just you just brought it up um one of my favorite questions hope you like it is if you could kind of like just turn the clock back way back and talk to your you have all the information you have right now and talk to your 
yourself as a new real estate agent, what would you tell Vic? What would you tell her to do? Uh, How would you, what, what, what would you say to her? Okay, go do these two things or three things and you're going to be super successful. Okay. Um, well, video. <laughs> yes. I would tell myself to go back. Give, give and, me goosebumps. Yeah. Video. video. And I just did not like uh, video for so long. And, you know, I've heard it was, you know, something that you had to do and I knew it. Um, but, you know, we all get caught up in maybe the vanity of it, you know, being so vain and being afraid what you sound like, what you look like and being judged. And I think that, um, you know, in line with just the video is just taking action, right? Faster and not overthinking things. So earlier on, I guess I started in early 2000s, video wasn't really a big thing yet, but there was a lot of things that was like, hey, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And I think I overanalyzed everything instead of just jumping in and doing it and realizing that it's okay to fail forward. You're gonna make mistakes. And if you're not gonna make mistakes, that means you're not trying hard enough or you're not trying, you're not taking risk. So I think I was super cautious for a good, probably eight years of my, the first um, you know, part of my career in real estate, I was very cautious. So taking that risk and not being so fearful of judgment. Um, and then as time goes on, I mean, it was then the videos, right? Video was like, let's go do it. And I did this yeah. one video uh, back in, I think it was 2012. So everybody's like, wow, you're so ahead of your, your time. <laughs> I had it all like, commercialized. And that was like the one video I did. I wasn't even in it. I just had like a video testimonial. I'm like, that will hold me for a while. And then it was like, I can do many videos after that. Yeah. So. I hope you told John that story. Yeah. That's really funny. So, <laughs> so you would recommend that people dive in head first yeah. and do video. And I, I will tell you that when I found out I was going to have to make videos, I thought I'd have a heart attack. Vic. I was like, I'm not making a video like my hair, my this, my that. And somebody said to me, um, it's not a dating site. It's a real estate video. And that kind of like put in perspective for me. I was like, okay, fine. What the hell? Yeah. So um, what else? Anything other than video that you would say to that newer agent or agent that's in the business? See, that's why you hear your advice is just as good for a brand new agent or somebody doing this 15 years. I will guarantee you the 15 year agent is not doing video. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's that why they, me, right. Yeah. That's why they need to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the other thing I would say is definitely get a mentor or a coach, uh, have somebody that's going to hold you accountable. So you can't just try to do it all yourself. And, you know, when you have somebody as a mentor or, or coach and you're willing to be coachable, take that accountability, you're going to see a big difference. Um, but I think a lot of people, it goes back to trying to be comfortable and staying in your comfort zone and just only wanting to believe or hear what you want to believe and hear. Well, if you hire a good coach, they're going to tell you like it is. And they do it, you know, the accountability, what does John say is like the highest form of love, right? Telling yeah. you the truth and telling you what you need to hear in order to move the needle. And yeah. I think that's really important is to find someone that is willing to do that and not just be nice, but be, uh, you know, kind in a way that will give you the feedback that you need in order for you to take action. Yeah. So. When it comes to coaching and accountability, um, I actually learned, I'm in my 24th year in real estate, and I actually learned just in the past, like three to five years having some of these amazing people in my company and my organization, Roman Pavlik, Matt Weiner, Renee, Saria, there's a whole bunch of them. And let's say their goal was, you know, eight transactions and they hit seven or six and I would congratulate them. Hey, you did a great job. This is awesome. And they are like, why are you congratulating me? You know, I missed the goal. I didn't hit my target. And I'm like, but you did a great job. And like, no, that's not what I want to hear. I want to be held accountable. And you find out that really power players, they crave accountability. They want it. 
you know, they want them to say, yes, you did this great, but you did this, this, and this, and this is where you need to improve. So I think that's something we learn. You know, my personality is I want everybody to be happy. Yeah. Which is, which is terrible because I don't think I'm really good at holding people accountable. I try, but, you know, I'm a little bit softy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, this last question that I have for you, it's very specific to you. And it's as a super powerful woman in leadership, because I see you like that. You've done things other people won't do. And you're consistent with them, right? Like leaving the brokerage you were in, starting a new company with EXP, putting yourself out there. You've done a lot, Vic. And I really want to ask the question to you is that what, what advice would you give to other women in the real estate space that want to become leaders like you, right? Um, I think it doesn't matter where they are in their career, but people are looking at you, they're watching you and they're going, wow, she's really doing something. I want to be a part of that. What advice would you give to those women who want to lead like you're leading? Wow. Um, well, thank you for asking. You know, it's funny. I, um, I always look at myself as I want to help other people, but sometimes I'm looking to people like you for advice, right? So I think what it is, is you look at the people that you want to strive towards and you want to model that behavior. So surround yourself with those people. Don't be afraid to approach them. I think that's the thing is sometimes people say, you know, someone like you might be, they, they'll follow you or watch you on video, but they might be afraid to walk up to you at a conference and talk to you because they're intimidated by you. So I think that the advice that I would give is we're all just human. Like we all want to help. And, you know, um, I'm no celebrity, but you know, like when you, you read about celebrities at the end of the day, they're just humans, right? They're just people. And so I think that if, um, if you're a woman and you want to be, you know, you see somebody that you want to be like, well, you know, try to approach them, send them a message, follow them on Instagram and you start modeling that behavior and approaching people. And I think with you, I approach you and I talk to you. Um, you know, I, I sought you out at, I thought of, we were just yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, I mean, we we're friends, of course, we we're friends. But I was like, you know, but I want to learn from you. So we sat yeah. down and talked to you. And I was like, you know, you know, someone that you coach with john, I talked to you. And I was like, would you make the intro? And I was scared of john, right? I was scared of him. I'm still scared of john. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So but but I think that that's it is putting yourself in that situation, be willing to um, take that risk. The worst that can happen is, you know, they might say no, or they they might not be as nice as you thought, and you find another person to um, model your behavior to. But you won't know until you try. So I think that that's the big thing that I would say is um, I always say that to my kids is that you know you don't know unless you try. And if um, there's that saying out there that you miss a um, hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, right? right. And yeah, and. Exactly. I love that. That's awesome. You know, be brave and just go for it. You're going to be surprised because you end up with a bunch of amazing lady friends and it's incredible. Um, yeah. When it comes to the whole leadership and women, especially a lot of us who, uh, you know, I raised my kids throughout my entire business. Um, you know, it's very, it's, it's very tough, mm -hmm. but when you have great mentors and a support system and people you can rely on, you know, um, we all, you and I are great friend, Veronica Figueroa, you know, we can call each other at midnight and just fall apart if we need to, yeah. right? Hey, I need help with this. I need help with that. And I think anybody who's looking for mentors, what you're going to find out is that people who can mentor you are actually just super humble. They're down to earth. They're the most basic humans. You know, um, you say you're not a celebrity, but what happens is there's like this 
this like pretend thing that happens because they see you on social media and they see you maybe on billboards or bus benches and you, you take on this like celebrity thing and basically it, that's not real, right? So we want to be approached. We want people to say, you know, hey, I need help. Um, last night I was with my daughter at an appointment and she was having, I was, we were at a chiropractor and this guy gets up off the chiropractic table. He jumps up and he goes, are you Lori? And I'm like, yeah. I, he said, I had my mask on. He said, I, I just want to talk to you. I have questions for you. I'm a real estate agent. I'm new. And I was like, okay, open your phone. He opened his phone. I said, here's, and I, I text him. I said, send me your info. I'll call you. And he's like, you're going to call me. I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to call you. Why not? Yeah. So I think people have a really weird misconception, you know? Um, but thank you for, for being you and for sharing that. And I, I just don't know how to thank you enough for this for this time we had together. Vic, you are amazing. I cannot wait to see you at the next conference. I don't know where we're going next, but we're going somewhere. Yes. And um, hopefully in January, I will see you somewhere for John's uh, mastermind, wherever that is. But you're just a pleasure. You're an amazing woman, incredible mom. And, and I'm, I'm grateful to have had you on Table Talk. Well, really appreciate you. you. Well, I enjoyed being here and always a pleasure talking to you. And it is really quite the honor to be here and be invited Aww. by you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Blowing you a kiss. Bye, sweetheart. Take care, honey. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. If you have a question for Laurie, then reach out to us and leave a message on our Real Estate Gold Crushers Facebook page. Don't forget to hit subscribe too wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and rate the show. It helps get the word out to more people. And for more great content, follow Laurie Finkelstein Reader on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn, and Real Estate Gold Crushers on Facebook.